Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money, and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest is Elliot Hassoun, a body transformation coach primarily based in the UK. Elliot is not just your average coach though, and this is why I was drawn to speak with him. The difference with Elliot and his team and their online coaching is their holistic approach that is customised to every individual. Often it's the healing on the inside that needs to occur before we see results on the outside, which also leads to long-lasting results, unlike many cookie-cutter body transformations and challenges that leave you back in worse shape than before you started. It's time for us to get conscious about what our bodies need, understand that we can't do it alone, and to find the right people to support you on your journey. As you'll be able to tell, I could have chatted with Elliot all day, given our shared experiences. So I hope you enjoy the refreshing perspectives we share here. Welcome, Elliot, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Me too. Now, um, right now you're in Barcelona, which I'm super envious of here in Brisbane. Um, but Elliot, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Of course. So my name is Elliot Hassoun, as you guys may already know by now. So I reckon the way that I can summarize myself best is I'm a body transformation coach. I'm a podcast host and I'm just a general life enthusiast as well. You know, I like to take all the aspects of life, learn as much as possible and apply that to my work, but also just the personal growth of me as a human being. And obviously health and fitness is kind of the fundamental thing that most people know me for. And it really started quite young. I was uh, in my teenage years when I first identified that, you know, there was an ability to change 
my my body and transform the way that I looked and felt through health and nutrition, which uh, is quite insightful. When I look back, I'm like, ah, good, that was a good job that you, as a teenager, you were able to identify that and it come back from a bit of a story when I was in a changing rooms. I was going to the, you know, the cube cool to go change my shirt because I was uncomfortable with my physique mm. where I came to that conclusion of being uncomfortable with my body weight I don't know but the fortunate thing and I reflected on this in one of my own podcasts is that I was like okay well how can I do something about this so I you know I started googling things you know I went for you know people like David Beckham's diet and I just tried mm. to research all those type <laughs> of things and eventually found myself you know accumulating what knowledge was out there applying it to myself, started to see these changes, started going to the gym and then that kind of progressed. So that's probably the start of where the health and fitness journey began. And then that, you know, compounded into me wanting to help other people. My goal was actually to become a teacher initially. I saw like physical education as somewhere that I was going to go down, but then I saw the route via personal training. And then that's probably the next stage of the, the story in the sense of me getting into personal training, helping people improve their lives, improve their bodies, and then making progress through there. And ultimately, then going into like body transformations where you're not just showing people how to exercise you're actually helping them you know lose significant amount of weight and having significant improvements with their health and well-being so going from a position of you know 15 20 kilos overweight to getting in the best shape they've ever been and not just from a physical perspective but mentally as well so those kind of stages it was a very much a big progression and now the you know, the kind of culmination of that is me having my own online coaching business where I'm doing the same, I'm doing it on an online format so I can reach as many people as possible. And I've got the podcast as well that contributes towards that mission as well. And that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis whilst continuing to try and improve myself, you know, accumulate as much knowledge as I can to grow as an individual and to help my clients continue to grow as well. And my gosh, there's so many avenues I could talk to you about today. Just just from that little snippet you gave me, um, and you know, I I'm excited to talk to you for so many reasons. Um, but you know, for someone like myself, um, you know, I've I've tried every body transformation there is, every diet, you name it, I've done it. Um, I remember um, a few years back, I actually did an eight week body transformation, which was like full on bodybuilding. Um, lost 15 Mm. kilos but the problem with these things is they don't last right because you're not actually being educated on how to eat and and it's all about lifestyle right so it's all about having that longevity and that that healthy um, wellness side to it and it's not just the physical it's the mindset which I think is something that you also cover right absolutely I love that you mentioned that because of something that happened with myself is when I was still doing one-to-one in-person training, I was working for these body transformation studios and, you know, it was very much a conveyor belt system and people signed up for these six to 12 weeks. It was in and out. There wasn't much to do with beyond them getting in shape. And, you know, after a little bit of time of doing that, I realized like we're really missing the point here, Mm. right? Like we don't have an issue with people getting in shape. We have a people with issue with people staying in shape Mm. and that's literally when I couldn't get that thought out of my mind essentially so I actually ended up leaving the transformation studio that I was working with for many different reasons but part of it was I just wasn't able to get behind the mission of this conveyor belt system yes we got people into a great position but what good is that if in six months time they're going to be back at square one Mm. if not worse and also not only that but they're there with the experience of like well that worked so I'm going to go back to doing that again and they're just back and forth and back and forth so this is what my current coaching service is all about is that 
we're not just about getting you in shape. You know, I heavily emphasize with anyone that I work with and our initial conversation is all about, okay, this is where you want to be, but this is the work we're going to do after to ensure that you can sustain it. You know, mm. my goal is, is actually quite counterproductive from a business perspective because I don't want you to need me anymore. Mm. You know, I want to coach you so well that you have the tools that you need to maintain your results for the long term. And that's what the service is all about now. And like you said, in terms of the mindset as well, yeah, I, you know, I can coach people by saying, hey, do this for 12 weeks, you know, eat this, train like this, sleep like this, drink as much water as you need to. But fundamentally, if I don't address the underlying aspect of that, which is the behaviors, the mindset, the habits, the previous conditioning that they've had for years and mm. years and years that have caused them to get to this point, then, you know, we are just going to be back at square one. So I'm glad that you touched on that. And it's, it's very true. And it's hopefully the shift that I'm trying to push in the industry. I feel like the industry is slowly getting there now. But if you looked maybe three to five years ago, no one was talking about it. So that's why I'm glad that I'm making a stand for that. And a lot of other people within my industry are also starting to look at this and be like, ah, yeah, this is the part we should be focusing on. Yeah, I mean, because really those transformation programs, a lot of them, they're not they're not healthy or sustainable. Um, you know, they are full on. I, I know the one I was doing, I was eating like five to six times a day and exercising twice a day. And it was killer. You got you got one day rest a week. It was absolute killer. Um you know, you've got to be very dedicated to stick to something like that for eight weeks, uh, which I did. <laughs> but I was just <laughs> like, my God, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And and you're right, you know, it doesn't last. And the mindset was not addressed. Since then, um, I've taken a very different approach. I don't do the big heavy exercise like I used to, but I've still lost the weight. So after, after you know, that transformation, some years went past and, you know, we've been through COVID as we know, um, which mm-hmm. was not kind to anyone. Um, but uh, through that time, um, I actually um, have been on a, a program called Metabolic Balance, which is actually a, about learning about how to eat for yourself um, and, and being kinder to yourself too. It's all about that mindset uh, as well. Um, and I exercise three, four times a week. Now I don't overdo it and I've lost 18 kilos. So There you go. And I think this is the problem that most people have is they have this kind of notion that they believe that it's supposed to be hard. Mm. And I get that, you know, the industry has been pressing that on people and it has been like the whole, you only can eat chicken and broccoli five times a day. You must, you know, train these super intense workouts. But the reality of the situation is, is that, it's common to opt for those type of approaches but if you're actually working with someone who knows what they're doing who understands the lives of normal people then it's actually very nonsensical and a bit illogical to be completely honest there's really no reason to do anything make it any harder than it has to be you know just for the sake of it being hard there will be stages in which it will suck and i'm Mm. not gonna you know get away from that but you know ultimately if you want to get to a place you've never been to sometimes you do have to put a little bit of work and i say to my clients like sustainability is on our radar throughout but there will be times when you you will have to feel a little bit of a sacrifice because of you are pushing to places you've never been before however like it's not a case of making it hard for the sake of it making it hard and also when it comes to people getting going like my approach is very minimal effective dose i'm like let me start with where you're currently at because if you're not doing much at the moment to take care of your health and wellness why do we need to like throw everything at you all 
than one. These small tweaks here and there, just by you maybe being a bit more intentional about how much protein you're eating and how much water you're drinking, we're already going to see shifts. So mm. why, you know, go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum to, you know, and then go into a position where you're going to, yeah, be able to commit to it to eight weeks and then be like, oh, actually, no, this wasn't sustainable and back at square one. It just doesn't make sense. So hopefully people are waking up to that a little bit and seeing that there are alternative routes and ones that are going to be much more favorable for not only their long-term health and well-being, but also their enjoyment of life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that really irritates me about a lot of these programs um, is that they're very cookie cutter. Like no no two humans are the same. Whilst we might think they are, they aren't. Everybody's circumstance, their biology, um, their metabolics, everything is different um, person to person. So it has to be custom tailored to you. You are unique. I couldn't agree more. Mm. I could not agree more. And this is why a lot of people, when they come to us, they, and I don't actually put this on the general population to understand this, but sometimes they're like, oh, so what's the difference between you and, you know, this cheaper program that I can go on that, mm. you know, costs 50 pounds and they give me a training and nutrition plan. I'm like, well, you know, anyone can kind of create that, but realistically it's like you have to make a radical shift to your life whereas we can meet you where you're at right like if you tell me you've only got 45 minutes in which you can train three times a week and you've got your breastfeeding or you're a single mother or you're a business owner and you've got you're working 80 hour work weeks like we can tailor your mm. nutrition and your training around that rather than you thinking okay i have to meet an immense amount of sacrifices I have to work my life around the program the reality is is that we can work your health and nutrition around your lifestyle and ultimately if we can do that then you know it drops all the excuses that you have about why you can't do it as well so and like I said there's so many differences and caveats and nuances to people so to anyone who thinks that a one-size-fits-all approach is even logical it's like it's just not going to be something that works. I mean, it might create a little bit of progress. You might see some gains, but long-term, it's just not going to be something that's going to be sustainable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's taken so long for us to to realise this. And even a lot of people still haven't woken up to that. So again, it's that consciousness that we need to get to. Um, Now, Elliot, you're one fit human, um, as we've seen you. from your Insta and your website. Um, and I think you not only have a six pack, I think you've got an eight pack, um, t- to be <laughs> honest with you, a um, little bit jealous. Um, but I'm interested to know, I mean, I know you work on yourself quite a lot as well as with clients, but what kind of results um, are you producing for clients? What kind of um, things have you done for people and, and what differences it made? question and first of all thank you i think i'm yeah, a little bit humble about having an eight pack i wish i had an eight pack but yeah. um, any, any pack is a good lot of, <laughs> yeah it's true uh, i'd say that the changes mostly that people will attribute myself to and my team to is the physical transformations that you see right and there is an element in which we have to display that and not only do we have to but we also enjoy like displaying that aspect everyone does want to look a little bit better and I feel like a lot of people do come into a journey that when they work with us and they'll say like you know health is my priority this is my priority I'm like I have no issue with you just telling me you want to look better, right? Like I'm not judging you for that. Yeah. I think we all deep down want to little, look a little bit better. So be open about it. So we do show the aesthetic side of things and we do make a significant impact on people's aesthetic 
you know, aesthetics in general. And that is the thing that we show because that's people, what people come to us. But I feel like the bigger thing in which we touched on earlier is actually the changes in people's behavior, mm. changes in people's mindsets. The, yeah, the understanding that this doesn't have to be hard, that we can find a sustainable approach to them. Like that's the thing that's most rewarding to me. I had a client recently leave because she hit her, her goal and she actually recorded me a video which was super kind and not new, usual for people to do and the three things she said like about the coaching service was nothing really to do with the training and nutrition it was all to the way that you know we challenged her to think differently mm-hmm. we opened up her horizons to meditation and journaling and like those type of things in which we're not just looking at okay how do you look in the mirror but how do you feel about yourself what habits and behaviors can we implement into your lifestyle that just make you a general a happier and healthier human inside and out like those are the impacts that we're probably not quite attributed to as much because people see the physical but that's the thing that I'm most proud of in the coaching that I do and and the coach and the results that you know my team produces and it's also coming back to like you know they'll come away you know I feel like you were invested in my genuine had someone had my back who cared like those are the things that I would say you know are most impactful for me and the type of changes that we're making are of course physical but they're also you know psychological and they're also sometimes even spiritual it really just depends on the person and what they take away but it's a very holistic uh, whole body inside and outside transformation and I absolutely love that and I think that's probably the reason why we're here talking right now, Elliot, because I absolutely love that approach. Um, You know, we are an all-round human. We're not just superficial. And when we heal what's on the inside, it shows on the outside. 100%. And it's quite an intimate relationship I have with my clients in the sense that you know, your, your body is like the physical manifestation of how your inner workings are, mm. you know, how everything's going on, not just from like a hormonal and blood work perspective, but like how your thoughts are, like how you feel mm. about yourself, you know, that, you know, the representation of that is your physical body. So if you're not usually feeling that good internally, that shows in your energy levels, in your potentially your body fat levels in the way that you treat your body. So we, you know, tear back the layers. And I think a lot of people go in thinking, oh, you know, it's just a little bit of weight loss and realize, oh, actually, there's a lot more Mm. that I have to deal with here. And like you said, there's a lot of healing to do. And, um, you know, once you take away a lot of people's coping mechanism, which is food or, you know, is, you know, their body confidence and stuff like that, you start to reveal things that, you know, would sometimes be easier not to reveal, right? But, you know, it's part of that you know, that new version of themselves that we want to help them become. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, especially if someone's ready to dive deep into that. And even if they're not just them having more self-awareness around, okay, it's not just about the fact I like food, you know, and this is why I always challenge people and they're like, oh, I'm a foodie. I'm like, everyone's a foodie. We all mm. like food, right? <laughs> let's, let's look deeper and like understand what the deeper things at play are here. And that's once people start to realize that and they're like, oh, you know, the reason why, you know, I lean towards food during this time is because of that's how my parents conditioned mm. me to be and all this type of things. And just, you know, it's like so many of these light bulb movements and it's just fascinating to watch people be able to see those and then us, you know, finding strategies and ways of dealing with that. You know, sometimes it's beyond my scope and sometimes it's more, you know, to do with like therapy than, than it is like health and fitness coaching. But them to even have the awareness of that and be willing to do some work on that is just, yeah, it, it's inspiring and it's really, really fascinating for me to see as well, considering I just started off being a personal trainer thinking I would just be, you know, impacting, you know, again, getting people four packs, six packs, eight packs. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and you probably see as well, you know, some people there's there's that fear, um, you know, when they realise that you're going to tap in a little bit deeper than just you know the the muscles and and the fitness, you know, um, uh, and letting go of the old person that they that they were or are, um, and becoming who they really are. Um, but do you find that? Yeah, I think it's it's terrifying to a degree, right? And I say that one of the most underrated parts or underestimated part is the identity change that you're going to go through. Mm. I always give the example of like, you know, sometimes we have someone come in, they're the life of the party, they're the person who buys the first round of drinks and and also buys the last round because they're still going, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, they've attached their identity to being the party guy, the life of the party, the person everyone enjoys mm. being around because they're such a big drinker and they're, you know, so animated. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're deciding to be more health conscious and they determined that alcohol isn't isn't part of their priorities anymore. And they've got to then show up to these certain occasions and social situations that they find themselves in and not being that person anymore is really hard for them because they've got to let go of an identity that actually, without the alcohol and the impact that that did on their body, it really served them well, you know? Mm. It, it had them in high esteem with their friends. They knew who they were in those situations. They felt comfortable in those positions. And it's not to say that they can't still be that person, but they realized that, you know, alcohol was one of those things that was allowing them and facilitating to be that person. So now they've got to show up and just rely on their own personality. And is their personality as strong with you know the alcohol do they have that those depths and layers to them that the bravado of alcohol gave them and it's it's quite a harsh thing to have to look at and she's like oh actually I was using this and this was Mm. a bit of a shield for me and now I've got to go in and just be who I am you know and you know on the other hand it's terrifying but it's also very very empowering as well because of you know, the potential of who you could be is probably a lot better than who you were. So, you know, there's that opportunity to lean towards whoever you want to be. And imagine you can be this health conscious person. So you're not actually worrying about, you know, going into your forties and fifties and having all these health issues, Mm. especially now you have kids along those lines, but you can still show up to these occasions not have to rely on the alcohol, still be that person, but also be health conscious and take care of your other priorities. So, you know, there is a lot of letting go and shedding of the old skin, which is uncomfortable and Mm. very, very uneasy because even if something doesn't necessarily serve us from that perspective, if it's comfortable, sometimes we want to stay there. If we can, yeah, just try to move away from it and lean into who we can be and just be aware that there's going to be a lot of discomfort in the middle whilst we're still working that out, then, you know, the other side of that can be, you know, just as just uh, when you say just as good, I say ten times better than where they were before. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And you know, the, I think the thing that a lot of people forget is they have a choice. You know, um, you, you're mentioning you know being the life of the party and alcohol. You can still be the life of the party without the alcohol. You can make a choice mm. to not go there. You can make a choice to if anybody you know gives you crap for not drinking and, and not partying, um, to to actually step up for yourself and go. No, that's not my choice anymore. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. And it's it's one of the bigger challenges that my clients face for sure is that people don't get it, you know, or they, they get it, but they choose not to get it, right? Mm. They just, I, I quite often they're hiding behind their own insecurities and the fact that they kind of, they liked you when you were here because you were on that level, but they see you kind of, you know, going away from where they are and that makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So to bring you back down to that level, they're going to just try and pull you back in. And it's uncomfortable because of, you know, everyone's dealing with their own things. And sometimes you have to tell, 
uh, you know, the, I tell my clients who watch, I'm like, hey, that might be your mother-in-law, but you have to politely disregard anything that they are saying, or you remove yourself from that environment. I don't care how close they are from, or, from, or if they're a blood relative, like if they're pulling you back and you've clearly communicated to them that you're doing this for you to be better, to be healthier, to be happier, and they still don't get it, that's on them, right? You really need to stand your ground here, set your boundaries. Mm. And and uh, again, I, was, I made a post about this recently on Instagram. I was like, you should not justify to, have to justify to anyone if you're doing something to contribute towards your health and well-being, your happiness, you leveling up as a, a, an individual. Like, if you have to hide that, that's firstly for you to deal with. You need to accept mm. that. And you have to accept that you might not be accepted by the tribe anymore. And that's deeply uncomfortable, but you might have to realize that that isn't your tribe anymore, Mm -hmm. right? If they can't accept the new version of you and the one that is better and the one that's going to show up better for people, then it's on them, not you. Yeah. It really makes you look at your relationships and the people around you and and how they enable behaviors and and either support them or, or, or squash them you know like um you want people around you who are going to be your cheerleader you don't want people who are gonna you know pull you back down to their level um and yeah it just really makes you look at the people around you and 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 step up for yourself and, and what you want to be hundred percent. And yeah, I don't want to miss the other side of it is that, yeah, if you have a good support system, mm. uh, they can accelerate you, you know, yeah. they can, you know, propel you into this new version of yourself and everything that you want to be. And that's amazing. Um, but unfortunately the side of it that I mostly see is that it's yeah. quite the opposite that people don't like the change and, and there is a lot of discomfort going there. But like you said, it really reveals people's true intentions. The most challenging one that I find is the couple dynamic, you know, mm. when someone's like, you know, they have kids as a husband and yeah. wife and one's holding back the other. You're like, well, when will you start eating normally again? So we can go back to being a normal family. And they're like, well, this is eating normal for me now. Right. And it like that conflict is, it's really challenging for a, the individual to go through but also for me to work out because I'm like hey I know that this person is your wife or your husband mm. but you really need to lean into like ultimately you're doing this so you can be around for them you can be around for your children so you really need to articulate this in a way that either they understand or you just need to stand your ground to be stronger and you know it is a lot of uncomfortable conversations that mm. you have to face but on the other flip side of that you know if you have a partner who's totally on board you see the flip side of that where someone starts their journey and all of a sudden not only are they you know in the shape of their life their partners drop five kilos along the way as well so we're just you know following along with them and supporting them and going out for their walks with them or occasionally going to the gym with them when they wanted to so there's the flip side of it that's beautiful but there's also that other side of it which is quite challenging for a lot of people to handle absolutely and yeah I, I bet you um, do find this work really challenging um, particularly when it comes to some of that mindset stuff um, what would you say is the biggest challenge um, that you have with clients and and how do you overcome it I think the main challenge that I think the challenges that I've had have changed over the years I think one of the biggest challenges that I personally faced is my level of investment in someone else's journey so I would see what's possible and not really understand why they won't be able to get there. So I would almost invest more than they would, right? Mm. So I would show up with 110% and they would be giving 70 and there was this mismatch of energy. So I had to work on that for a long time. And also another aspect of this to yeah, be completely honest is that 
I had to lean back on like, okay, am I doing something wrong here? And it can tap into your, your self-confidence and your self-worth because of, we do place a lot of our self-value in the work that we do and, you know, the change that we create for people, especially as coaches. Um, so if, you're, if your clients aren't performing, you're like, oh, wait, is this, is this something I'm doing? So there was a lot of letting go to say, okay, what do I need to do in order to create the best possible result? And after that, I need to let go because mm. of I can't put the food in people's mouths. I can't yeah. take them to the gym, you know? So yeah, a lot of that, those are probably the biggest challenges is just giving people more energy than they were giving themselves in the process. And then also recognizing, okay, I need to give this amount, but at the end of the day, I need to let that, let go and allow them to do it. Otherwise it's impacting me and I'm showing up the best I can, but I'm just like back of my mind thinking, could I do more? But it's, you know, that I need to recognize that I'm doing everything that I can. And it is more about the individual to then also play their part because it's, yeah, it's not just a, it's not like a, a tennis match, right? It's, mm. you know, you're, it's, it's, it's doubles, right? So I'm working with another person. If, if that person's just not swinging their racket, then what am I going to do about <laughs> it, right? So I can only do so much from that perspective. So that's probably the biggest challenge. I feel like the challenge I have now is that and I don't think I want to necessarily work on because I'm okay with being it. I, I almost see the potential in people when they get started to the highest degree. You know, I love health and fitness because it's not kind of like business, whereas business is a lot of different moving parts in which, you know, you can't guarantee someone's success because sometimes it's about having the right idea, the right mm. timing, the right execution. Whereas with health and fitness, it's like, okay, you might not be a cover model, but you can, everyone can improve their health and wellness. So I, when I first speak to people, I'm speaking to them, to the potential that they could be versus who I see in front of me. And when people don't meet that potential, that's something that I still have a challenge with because of, I know what is possible if they just, you know, internalize and follow through. And sometimes I'm just like, I really wish I could shake you and just like <laughs> yeah. get you to go there. But sometimes it just doesn't always work. But again, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I am looking at it from slightly a, a bit of a utopian way because of, I guess in a way, just like business, it is a little bit, about timing it is about the right mindset you know the right position in their life I don't ever think it's the right time to start but sometimes people just aren't in the space to mm. take on that information and run with it and there's other times in which you know maybe the the hurt of where they're at is strong enough and that it can propel themselves forward maybe it is a time in their life where it is a little bit easier to execute so maybe there's an aspect of that but like I said I see the profound potential in people to improve their health and wellness and when it's not met it can be yeah, challenging to see that. Yeah, that must be frustrating when you can see, you know, um, the the true potential in someone and, and they just let it slip, you know, and uh, you are right. I think um, there has to be a, a time where there's readiness for change. You can't force someone to, to make those changes unless they're ready to do that for themselves and, yeah. People are going to make those choices um, and there's not a lot we can do about it until they do it themselves. Absolutely. I think the biggest challenge is that obviously they've signed up yeah. to get going and do that, right? So you think, okay, well, they, they must be ready. But the reality of it is that sometimes the intention is nice, but the reality of the situation is that they, they, they just might not be ready or they didn't quite acknowledge how hard it would be or the changes that they would need to make. And, you know, like we said, a lot of it is not just about their eating habits and their training, but maybe they're just not willing to face their demons yeah you know what I mean which is which is fair enough sometimes they can be pretty pretty hard to look at so I can see why you might not want to or might not be able yeah. to at certain points so yeah I guess there's an element of that too yeah 
Now, Elliot, you come across to me as a fairly ethical human being and I'm interested to find out from you um, what your definition of being ethical is for you. I think it's a really interesting question. I feel it's obviously very broad, so I'll try and start with a broader perspective and then ease my way in. So, I mean, ultimately, I think it comes down to doing what you believe is right, essentially. Mm. And I appreciate that we have people who are on the left side of things and the right side of things. So um, both of us think we're right on either side that we are. But So ultimately, it's about finding that common ground between the collective mission. So let's say we do have two different opinions. We need to be able to hold space for each other to understand and see each other's perspective and then go in the direction which ultimately seems like the most logical and I guess ethical in terms of definition you want to place it direction and I feel like deep down we need to just determine what those things are in our lives like I can have an opinion on racial matters I can have an opinion on you know the LGBT community however we've also got recognized and I feel I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson are you a big fan of Jordan Peterson? Um, I haven't listened to much of him no Okay, he's a really, really interesting guy and he's got a lot of interesting opinions. And one podcast he was on recently, he mentioned that, you know, there are certain things in which keep us up at night, right? And for me, you know, people reaching their potential with their health and fitness is one of those things that I know that I really do passionately care about. And I have a lot of it. I care about climate change and everything along those lines, but it's not something that I have this deep desire to go and, you know, sign up for a certain charity or organization that works for them. So I think it's about going to then leaning towards those things that do keep you up at night. So whether that is racial matters, whether that is, you know, whether that is about people's health and well-being, and then going in that direction and then ultimately trying to get to the place where you think it, you know, collectively is best. So for me in this health and fitness perspective, it's about creating the most healthiest and happiest and, you know, people in a position with their bodies, which are, ultimately of good health and then teaching them how to sustain that. So for me, that's the right movement. Whereas unethically, in my opinion, true in the health fitness industry is people selling cookie cutter plants is people mm. preaching about body positivity when they're actually not happy with their body. They're actually just can't work out the approach that works for them, you know, and then, and then profiting off that that's unethical to me from a health and fitness perspective. So to come, yeah, to bring all my points together, it's like, I've, I know what I believe is right within my certain sector. And I know that there are a lot of other issues in the world, but I know that I can't attend to all of those. So I need to lean towards the ones that really matter to me or potentially need more attention. For instance, with the Black Lives Matter movement last year, that needed an abundance of attention. And mm. no doubt a lot of people got behind that. But you know, five years ago, the same people were leaning towards those things that kept them up at night. So for me, it's about finding, okay, what do I truly care about? And I feel like can make a real big impact on the world. What do I feel is right at this moment in time like what sits well with my conscience what allows me to sleep well at night and then I move in that direction I try not to go down the other route of just bashing the other direction I prefer to lean into what's good as opposed to you know attack what's bad but I feel like there's probably a, a gentle blend of both that can be done and then I just trust that my movements in that direction and hopefully the other people I collect along the way and that's moving in that direction together will ultimately you know, lead to a better outcome. And I guess that's my broad definition of what being ethical is. <laughs> I, I love your perspective on that. I absolutely love it. And um, I, you know, Elliot, I could talk to you all day. Um, really, I could. 
But one thing that that popped into my mind earlier that I did want to talk to you about um, is, is, and you've just mentioned it there, is um, body image. Um, you know, the, this is a multi-million dollar industry. Um, and, mm-hmm. and as, as a man, um, I'm interested, um, to hear from you, like, no doubt you have a lot of men come to you and, and have body image issues. It's not just women. Um, yeah. what, what's That's the perspective true. from a, from a man's perspective? I think a male perspective is... So I'll step back and I'll say, I'll go from this from the female perspective first, is that it's very understood, mm. right? We, we understand now that females are semi-expected to look and be a certain way. Whereas I feel like the male side of things is a little less understood and a little less spoken about. Not that I think it's any easier for males. I do think there's a, an immense amount of pressure on females. And I don't feel like it's worth us even comparing the magnitude on, of either of those. Mm. But I do feel like the men's is probably a little bit more misunderstood because mm. people don't discuss it. Whereas there is pressure for a male to you know, feel like they are in good physical shape. And whereas I feel like with a female, you can kind of get away with being thin, right? You don't necessarily have to go to the gym. You can get away with being thin and, you know, you, you will potentially find yourself in a position where you're quite comfortable, comfortable and comfortable with your body. Whereas if a male is thin, they might be looked at as skinny and scrawny. Mm. Whereas if they're on the chubbier end or, you know, for lack of a better term, they might see that as a, as a challenge where so their natural kind of body without any work done to it, I feel like is actually something that they will find quite challenging to work with. But I feel like they experience the same level of insecurities to some degree. I still feel like females get it. Uh, it's probably a little more challenging for a female than, than, than females do. I do think that we do experience this quite a lot. And um, most of the time when my men, my old clients come to me, it's, it's not, it's actually more due to their physical things than, than health, right? Mm. I have a lot more females saying, I want to do this from a health perspective, whether that's people leaning into what they truly mean or not. But I do feel like every time with a man, it's like, I don't feel confident in my physique. I feel too skinny. I feel too overweight. I feel, you know, I don't like taking my, my shirt off and all this type of thing. So I feel like it's not spoken about as much, so it would seem less, but I feel like it's just as prevalent. Yeah. Um, however, again, I don't think it's a case of us comparing either. I feel like we equally both have our challenges, both male and female. Um, and it's just a case of us acknowledging that both both people have that, to be completely honest. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it's something that, that needs to be spoken about um, and, and isn't. Um, and, yeah, quite rightly, uh, you know, women's body image is spoken about a lot more than men's. And um, I, I think it's, you know, it's something that we have to reach another level of equality on because, you know, guys go, go through the same struggles. So um, I think we've got to be there for each other on that. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to get your opinion on this. This is an interesting one. Um, I wonder, from a female perspective, I'm not sure if there's as much pressure on the man to be in shape as maybe a male perspective of the female to be in shape. So that might be an area in which the females have it a little bit more challenging. If we're looking at a heterosexual relationship, you know, there, I think there's more pressure on the females to be, to look and be a certain way, whereas men can have it a little bit easier and Mm. don't have that 
female expectation. I'm not sure if I'm right in saying that, but it'd be interesting to hear from a female and yeah, get that take. I would totally agree. Um, you know, that, that focus is probably more on the woman than the man in a, in a heterosexual yep. relationship. And, and you know, I know there's terms like dad bod and things like that thrown around nowadays. And, you know, um, I, I was just saying the other day, and you've probably heard the term, um, I... I <laughs> And it actually comes from the TV show Shit's Creek. Um, uh, I like the wine, not the label. Um, so it's about what's on the inside, not what's on the outside, right? So, um, I, yeah, I would agree that there is a focus on the woman to look good physically, um, yeah. more so than the man. Agreed. And I feel like if a man can carry himself with confidence, he has maybe other attributes, he can get away with kind of just, you know, let's just say an average. Um, body composition whereas a female on the other side they can carry themselves with confidence in that same thing but I feel like there is still that level of expectation on them so I do think you know again I didn't want to compare but I would probably say the females do have a bit more of a challenge of that still yeah um, I still I just think it's probably underestimated more than the challenge that men do have in terms of yeah presenting their body composition yeah and and that that's a whole podcast in itself really I, I opened Pandora's <laughs> box there didn't I <laughs> um so um what are your future plans uh Elliot I, I know you're in you're in Barcelona at the moment you're traveling around um what's what's happening for you at the moment what's coming up so from a personal standpoint, I'm going to continue to travel. That is the beauty of the work that I do is that I can get the opportunity to just see different parts of the world. And I feel that does really contribute to me as a human being. I feel like travel is probably one of the most underrated personal development growth hacks that you can actually do because uh, you just get open your eyes to these different cultures mm. and these different ways of living, which I think is beautiful. So I'm going to continue to do that from a personal standpoint. But when it comes to professionally, I feel like the mission of my coaching service, which is ultimately to get as many people in the best shapes of their lives, both physically and psychologically, and teach them how to sustain that. Ultimately, we just want to continue to focus on growing that. And the same goes for the podcast too. You know, I can't necessarily, it's only a limited amount of people I can work with, my team can work with from a coaching perspective but the amount of people we can reach on a podcast is yeah you know, it's exponential you know there's there's no limits on which I can do that and that's why I love the podcast right mm. that's why it's you know it's one of those things that's really my passion project because of, I can see you know that it's growing it has the potential to grow exponentially and I also am just completely aware that there's just no limits on it right like the mission is beyond me like I can't and that's what I love about training as well is that I can never lift the most weight there's always more weight to lift and yeah. it's the same with the mission with my health and like the health and well-being service and the podcast is that there's always more people to reach and there's always more people's lives to improve and there's no way that I can uh, complete that mission in my entire life so I just got to do as much as I can to get towards that and grow every year and that would be the, the real mission and beyond that I have some ideas but I'm going to look I'm going to just kind of let those uh, <laughs> sit for now let them, yeah let them just sizzle away and then take action on them in due course as well. Maybe you can go and um, say good day to old mate with the saw in the background. <laughs> yes, I can. My for that. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. We're all about being real here. Um, so if people want to find out more about you, Elliot, and uh, get in touch with you, how can they do that? So the best place to find me, I'd say first thing first, is the podcast. So it's called The Simply Fit Podcast, and that would be for you a good insight into 
who I am, what I do, and you'll be able to get some simple and actionable takeaways for your health and fitness journey. And then Instagram is probably where I'm most active in terms of putting out content on you know pretty much a day-to-day basis. And then finally, if you want to work with me directly, it's going to be on the website, which is ehcoaching.co.uk. Um, if you are interested in just basically transforming your health and your well-being um, and working with us on a bit of a more of a one-to-one basis. And you take clients all around the world, right? We do indeed, yeah. So we've had clients in Kenya, we have clients in Australia, we have clients in the US and the UK, yeah. So we're, we're worldwide. Awesome. Now, I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? So the change I'd like to see in the world is movements in a direction that's progressive for us from a health and well-being standpoint. As for me, the real reasoning behind that is not just so that we you know are eating better and you know exercising more it's ultimately i feel like we can show up as our best selves when we are in the best position with our health and wellness and ultimately we can make better decisions we can be better human beings and we can you know once we are in those positions we can make choices that are actually going to move us forward as a society and as a world right when we are tired when we're out of shape when we're not feeling confident about ourselves or our bodies we don't make decisions that serve the greater good. We just kind of focus on let's get through the day let's focus on the task mm. at hand. Whereas when we have an abundance of energy, when we're sleeping well, when we're feeling good about ourselves, we then want to give back. We, it's a domino effect from there. You know, we're better parents to our children. We're better partners to our husbands and wives. And if we can have that positive impact on their, their lives, it's going to spread, you know, it's just going to have that, that knock-on effects, you know, and it can go so far. It can go so, so far. And that's essentially what I'd like to see happen. Yeah, and, you know, that ripple effect can can start at such a young age, can't it? Like if we, we get in at the right generation uh, and that can, that can go on for generation after generation. That's it. And I'm working with mostly adults now, but the impact that they will then have on their children, Mm. you know, them seeing their parents go to the gym or, you know, going out for walks, drinking water. Like I hear it all the time from my clients and the the impact that it's had on their children. And, you know, that's generational health, you know, that's Mm. them having that impact that they're going to grow up with, seeing that as the norm. And then hopefully as, you know, as they evolve into adults, they have their own children. It's just going to create a a healthier, you know, healthier offspring and, a healthier world moving forward because of that's the generation that's coming through, right? Oh, amen. Amen, Elliot. I can't thank you enough for being part of the ethical evolution. I have absolutely enjoyed every minute. Thank you. Agreed. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation and my apologies about <laughs> the, uh, the background acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric.
Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast.